Um, man, what a blessing and honor it is to be here uh, at Word of Life. I love this church. Um, I've been coming to this church for many, many years, uh, usually to be a part of a conference or a camp meeting uh, with my parents. I don't know how many years it's been, 25, 30 years. I know my mom and dad have been to speak at this church from very, very early on. And so uh, I consider you, I consider this church like family. And uh, I'm just honored to be uh, behind this pulpit on this stage. We absolutely love and value your pastors, Pastors David and Vicki. They're just special people uh, to us. Uh, I mean that sincerely. We love them so much. They come to Alexandria, Louisiana at least once or twice a year, sometimes more. And we're just always blessed to have them in our our community and a part of our church family. So anyway, y'all are so blessed. You have a great staff, great church here, and uh, you're in a good place, y'all. And I don't know about you, but I'm glad uh, to be a part of the church. Hallelujah. And Jesus said, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I'm glad to be a part of something that will not fail. And no matter what happens in any business, no matter what happens with the economy, no matter what happens with any country, man, my hope and my trust is in the name of our God, in his kingdom that has been established and is continuing to grow and increase. Hallelujah. So I'm thankful uh, to be a part uh, of his church and to be to be called one of his own. Amen. And uh, something I've been saying at our church, and I believe it for this house as well, and I'm just going to declare it over us today, but as good as God has, has been to us in our past, I still believe that our best days are still in front of us. And I like to say it this way, I believe our best, our blessed, and our brightest days are still to come. Anybody just want to agree with me on that? Hallelujah. That God has not forgotten you. He's not forgotten us. He hasn't dropped the ball. God isn't ignorant to what's going on in the world or in your state or in this community. God is faithful. He is ever present. He is more than enough. He is, y'all better watch out. I'm going to preach before I preach. I mean, he is Jehovah Jireh, the God who sees, who sees to it, who has seen ahead to this very season and moment in our lives. Hallelujah. And he is more than enough for us. Hallelujah. His grace is more than enough. His love is more than enough. His peace is more than enough. His joy is more than enough. Come on. His strength is more than enough. His hope is more than enough. His presence is more than enough. His spirit is more than enough. Hallelujah. His son has been and is more than enough. Hallelujah. And we're not going under. We are going over. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As scripture says, when things start going crazy on our world, this is what you're supposed to do. Look up. Look up. Hallelujah. Uh, Our redemption draws an eye. Hallelujah. So the crazier things get in the world, hallelujah, the more I look up. Come on, that ought to be easy for the people in the balcony on this Sunday. Hallelujah. Look up. Look up. Praise the Lord. Amen, amen. Well, we're going to jump on the Word for a few minutes. Are you all ready? If you brought a Bible with you, you can open with me to uh, Genesis chapter 41. Genesis chapter 41. And if you can manage uh, two places in your Bible, you can open to the Gospel of John chapter 15. Genesis chapter 41. And then the Gospel of John uh, chapter 15. And at the end of 2020, and we've, we've kind of done this at our church the last couple of years, we have kind of like a testimony service where people will send in their testimonies, we'll read them, we'll video testimonies, and some people will give their testimonies live what, uh, live and what God has done. And, and especially at the end of last year, I wanted to make sure we shared some good news. Hallelujah. And so, man, um, it was so grateful. I was so grateful to hear all of 
the good things that God had done uh, in people's lives and some of the great things that he'd done in people's, even their businesses and in their families and people who had experienced different health challenges but come through victoriously. It was great to hear all those testimonies. Um, but at the same time as I was hearing those testimonies, uh, my heart was still a little bit heavy because I know even in our church family that there's a lot of people who had a really challenging year in 2020. Of course, that's not, you don't have to look very far to figure that out, right? A lot of people in communities and in states and in countries and um, different things going on, of course, in so many different arenas of life, right? And had a difficult year. And um, actually toward the end of last year, I was going on a, a, a bike ride. Now, I, have a, I have a mountain bike, but I mean, you know, if you live in Louisiana, there are no mountains. There are bayous. Hallelujah. And so uh, I have a mountain bike that has never seen the mountains. All right. But it has seen a few trails. And so um, I was taking my mountain bike on a little trail ride and um, I hadn't been on this particular trail in a while. And I'm riding down this little trail ride and I, I get off and there's this little creek right there. And I start walking down by this creek and um, I noticed some things I hadn't seen before, and it was basically there was these uh, there were some large trees that had fallen down, and it's more than one. It's like one, two, three, four. It's just these trees just kind of falling down across the creek, and I hadn't seen that uh, before. And, and of course, in Louisiana, where we're at, we've experienced uh, a couple of hurricanes in 2020 as well. So it's been a wild year in that way uh, for us. And while I saw that, uh, the Lord just kind of I felt like He just prompted in my heart that. That's the way a lot of people's lives look right now, that the, the scenery has changed, uh, the landscape has changed, and for many people, uh, not for the better. It's been difficult. It's been challenging. It's, it's been hard. It's tested people's faith. It's tested people's hope, certainly tested their endurance and patience concerning the promises of God and the things that, that he has spoken. And so, Today, I want to bring a message to you that I believe is going to give you hope. I believe it's going to lift you up. I believe it's going to bring you strength. And I believe it's going to bring you to a place where we can align up with what God has for us in 2021. Amen. So in Genesis chapter 41, we actually are going to read just a couple of verses that are really in the middle of of Joseph's life, but really toward the tail end of his dreams coming to pass and now walking in the goodness of God. And this is what it says in verse 51. It says, Joseph called the name of the firstborn, his firstborn son, Manasseh, for God has made me forget all my toil and all my father's house. And the name of the second he called Ephraim, for God has caused me to be fruitful in the land of my affliction. You know, at the beginning of a year, I'm, I'm really open to what God is saying, what I feel like um, his, his focus would be for me for that year or for our church or for the church. And I got one really simple word, and the, the word was, was fruitful, was fruitful. And as I was kind of studying out that word, I came across this, and it just jumped off the page to me that this is really kind of a, a word for the Lord for so many people in 2021. That Joseph, you know, if you know the story of Joseph, it had a lot of twists and turns, started out really, really good, you know what I mean? He's, he's his father's favorite son, he's very blessed, he has a coat of many colors, you know what I mean? He's a, he's a covenant man, his great-grandfather is Abraham, he's got a lot going for him, but it seems to take a lot of different twists and turns than the dreams that God had given him given him about the future that he would walk into. He had dreams that his family would one day or his brothers would one day bow down to him. But, you know, his brothers don't necessarily 
necessarily like him so much. If you kind of know the story of Joseph, they end up throwing him into a pit and then telling their father that he's been killed. Of course, he ends up being sold into slavery. And of course, from there ends up going into prison and then being forgot about in prison. I mean, there's a lot of mess that goes on in spite of the dream that God or the dreams that God had given unto him. But here we read really the end of the story, so to speak, as far as the dream that God has given him coming to pass. And really, Joseph says right here, my firstborn son, I'm going to name him Manasseh, simply because God has made me forget all my toil in my father's house. Basically, Joseph is saying this, God has been so good to me, what he has shown me has come to pass, and it's been so wonderful that I'm going to name my firstborn son after the goodness of God in my life. God has been so good to me, it's hard for me to even remember how bad it was back then and there. How many believe God can bring you further in 2000? 2021. He can bring you to a place of fruitfulness and blessing and increase in 2021 to where you look back in 2020 and you really got to think real hard about all the challenge and all the difficulty that you went through. Joseph goes on to say that he named his, first, his second son Ephraim simply because his name means fruitful or double fruit. So basically, Joseph is saying, all right, I am now in a place of blessing. I'm now in a place of abundance. I'm now in a place of growth. I'm now in a place of increase. And God has made me to be fruitful in the very same place where I was afflicted. The very same place where I experienced trouble, in the very same place where I experienced challenge, in the very same place where it seemed like the enemy got in, in the very same place where it seemed like there was no way I could end up where God showed me I was going to end up, in the very same place where I had a dream but it didn't look like it could come to pass, in the very same place where it seemed like I should be very, very hopeless and without purpose, in the very same place where I was afflicted, in the very same place where my brothers, my brothers saw me out in the very same place where I was lied about, in the very same place where I was forgotten about, in the very same place where I spent years just going in circles, in that very same place, God has brought me to a place of fruitfulness. And I feel so strongly in my heart, if you don't get anything else out of this message, that if you'll just lay hold of this, that no matter what has gone on in 2020, that in 2021, God is turning some things around. In 2021, God is bringing you to a place of increase. In 2021, God is bringing you to a place of growth. God is bringing you to a place of fruitfulness. God's going to bring you to a place where his promises are coming to pass, and they're coming to pass his way. So let me encourage you. Let me challenge you. Let me challenge your faith that right in the middle of whatever you may have faced or whatever you may be facing right now, do not give up. Do not back up on the promises of God. Do not quit on the dream that he has given you because his promises are will come to pass. Hallelujah. His promises are yes, and his promises are amen. And if you could, if I could have like five or six people who could just add their amen to the amen of God in their life. Hallelujah. I don't know about you, but I'm glad that Joseph didn't give up when it was difficult. I'm glad Joseph didn't quit when he was sold out. I'm glad that Joseph didn't quit when he was in the prison. I'm glad that Joseph didn't quit when the guys that he interpreted their dreams forgot about. I'm so glad that he didn't quit. Hey, man, I'm, I believe that Joseph is glad he didn't quit. In the same place, 
in the very, and if, if I could just say it to you like this, right here in this, this community, right here in your city, right here in this county, right here in this state, for me it's in Louisiana, but for you, right here in Vegas, right in your community, right in your neighborhood, right in your family, whatever hurt, whatever pain, whatever challenge, whatever oppression, whatever attack of the enemy that has come against you, listen, you just need to claim right in the middle of it, God is turning some things around in my life. God is turning some things around in my health. God is t- turning some things around in my family. God is turning some th- some things around in my future. God is turning some things around in my finances. God is turning some things around in my business. God is turning some things around. I believe the word of the Lord. I believe the promises of God, and it shall be as God has promised me. God's going to make me fruitful. God's going to make me fruitful. Hallelujah. God's going to bring growth. Hallelujah. God's going to bring increase. Hallelujah. Right in the middle. You don't even have to change addresses. You don't have to, you don't even have to move. I know some, some people moving all around nowadays. You, know, it's like, you don't have to move out of the city. You don't have to move states. You don't have to ch- change locations. Right in the very same place. I think, in fact, sometimes it gives greater glory to God for you to stay in the same place and God to show up big in that very same place just to testify that only God could have done that. Only God could have turned that around. Only God could have made that fruitful again. Only God could have brought you blessing. Only God could have made you that strong. Only God could have brought you through that difficult situation. Only God could have restored your marriage. Only God could have restored your finances. Only God could have done that. Hallelujah. I I like how Joseph said, God, God made me. God made me fruitful in the land of my affliction. Like God did that. God did that. You ever had a time or two in your life where it was just like, well, I can't take credit for that. I'm not that good. I'm not that smart. I'm, I'm not that educated. I, you know what I mean? I'm not that, I'm not that hooked up. I'm not that linked in. You know, I don't have that many connections. I don't have, you know what I mean? But, but only, only God could have done that. Only God could open up that door. Only God, only God could have put my name in their, in their head. Or, you know, only God could have done that. Only God could have turned that thing around. Praise God. Come on, anybody, God's done that in your life a time or two. How many of you believe if he did it once, he can... And then, and then, and then just, and then just do it again, and then just do it again, and then just do it again. Do you know scripture says that the just is to live by faith? Live by faith. At the beginning of 2020, the Lord just gave me something real simple. And it's 1 Corinthians chapter 13. And of course, 1 Corinthians 13 is like the love chapter, all right? But then it talks about three things that will remain or last forever. Do y'all know what the three things are? You do. It's faith. It's hope and it's love. And so I took a Sunday and just preached on each one of those. Little did I know how much, hallelujah, it would be required of us to live by faith in 2020. Little did I know how much it would be required of us to maintain hope when things look hopeless. Little did I know how much it would be required of us to walk in love when everybody's got something to say about everything and everybody's mama. You know what I'm saying? It's just like everything's going on crazy in our world. Listen to me. You are going to have to learn to live by faith. And I think sometimes we're like, well, when the pandemic's over and when the stuff, you know, when the, when the, when the, the whatever's lift, you know, all these things going to be all right. Listen to me. You just go ahead and learn to live by faith now. 
Just go ahead and learn to live by faith. Now, Jesus said, in the world you will have trouble. What a wonderful, precious promise. Look, while you are here, he was telling his disciples, followers of his, while you're here, look, you're going to go through some stuff. Brother Hagin used to say it this way, the storms of life come to everybody. That means everybody's going to walk through something, and maybe it's different from somebody else, but you just may as well go ahead and know that faith is going to be required. And so if your story looks like Joseph, if your story looks like Job, if your story looks like one of the disciples, no matter what, I'm going to keep living by faith. I'm going to keep walking by faith. I'm going to keep speaking faith. I'm going to keep believing God. I'm going to keep trusting God. I'm going to keep taking steps that are lined up with what I believe. Hallelujah. I believe God's making me fruitful in the land of affliction. Hallelujah. I believe God's making me fruitful in the land of difficulty and trouble. I believe God's making me fruitful in a land, hallelujah, where there's a lot of bad news. I want to tell you something. Jesus and the gospel is still good news. Hallelujah. There's still healing that's found in the name of Jesus. There's still deliverance that's found in the name of Jesus. There's still salvation that's found in the name of Jesus. There's still freedom that is found in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Chains still break at the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. People go free at the name of Jesus. People are raised up in the name of Jesus. Hope is found in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh man, that's good preaching for a young white boy like me. I believe God's going to be so good to you this year, you may name your next child Manasseh. Get over here, Manasseh. Kid goes to school and is like, why, why your parents call you Manasseh? <laughs> I mean, think, think about that, actually, even for his kids. For the rest of their life, every time somebody calls their name, they're talking about the goodness of God. So why did your dad name you Manasseh? Well, let me tell you a little story. What about Ephraim? So, so where'd you get your name, bro? Like Eph, what, Ephraim? Like what's, what's up with that? I mean, I'm thankful we have um, better names in 2021. Praise the Lord. Why, why is why, your name Ephraim? Well, let me tell you something about my dad. What if you just maintaining your faith, you maintaining the position of faith that is called, God has called you to stand in? What if you realized that the implications of you walking by faith are far greater than you just surviving a year? What if the implications are generational? Now, I was telling our staff and, and, our, and our church, I'm like, listen, what story do you want to tell your grandkids about 2020? Come on, what story do you want to tell? Is it like, oh, God, oh, man, it was so hard, and then March happened, and then April happened, and then May happened, and June, like, oh, my God, it's just so tough. It's just so tough. Then June happened, and then July, and then we thought it was all over, and then there's another wave and another strain, and it's like, oh, my God, what's going on next? And then the businesses, and then it's just like, blah, 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 blah. Is that really the story you want to tell? Or do you want to tell a story like this? Well, March happened, but we got together and we prayed. April happened, but we kept trusting God. May happened, but we started speaking the word more than we ever had before. June happened, but our faith didn't weaken. It just got stronger. July happened, but guess what? We made it to August. Hallelujah. 
Come on. September happened and October happened and November happened and December. I know people are so funny. It's like, oh, man, I can't wait for the, a new year. July, you know, January 1st, 2021. You think really it's going to be that big a difference? One second to the next, like, whoo, the devil's done. We all figured out he ain't done. I mean, hey, you, don't put your hope. Don't put your hope in like a number on the calendar. Put your hope in an eternal Savior. Put your hope in an eternal God. Put your hope in a helpful spirit. Come put your, put your hope in a God who is, is good and faithful. And it says he's present with you. He's present with you. In Isaiah, oh man, I love this. Scripture says, when you go through the waters, I'll be with you. When you go through the fire, shall not burn you. But one big word that's not that encouraging, but it's still powerful, it's good to know, is the word when. Uh, I mean, it's going to happen. And when it happens, this is what you need to know. God said, I'm with you. Oh, oh man. When you go th through, know you're not alone. When you go through, know I got you. When you go through, know I will never leave you. I will never forsake you. When you go through. And the Lord just kind of said to me like this. Too many people are focusing on what they're going through than the God who is with them. We can take a lot of time talking about what we're going through instead of focusing on who's with us. And how about the fact that you're going through? This is not the permanent story of my life. This is, not the, this is not the destination. Right? And you can go through stuff and be right in the middle of stuff and be like, this is how it's going to be forever. No, God's bringing you. Come on, somebody. God's bringing you. He's bringing you through. He's bringing you through. You're, you're coming through to the other side. And when you're going through, guess what? God is with you while you're going through. God is with you while you're going through. God is with you while you're going through. Maybe nobody else is. Maybe nobody else. Maybe you're like Job. When Job had a wife, he's like, curse God and die. You're like, well, man, when you have friends like that, who needs enemies? It's like, thank you, babe. Appreciate that word of encouragement. Right? But God had an end in mind, even for Joseph, uh, for Job, an end in mind. You know, when you, when you read the book of Job, anybody ever read through the book of Job? It's like, woof, this is rough. You read through the book of Job, and, and it's amazing to me how many times people get focused on the stuff that he went through and not the fact that he went through. I mean, you study the thing out, and, and his, that, that part of his life was anywhere from six months to a year, maybe a year and a half, at most, at most, at most. But then scripture says that he lived for another 140 years, and I love these words, after this. 100 
and 40 years. Somebody do the math for me. What's 365 times 140? I would do it, but I don't want to like, I don't want to like show off in front of everybody. <laughs> what is it? Come on, for real. Come on, get your iPhones out. That's what it's there for. How many days is that? Fifty-one thousand one hundred. Fifty-one thousand one hundred days of what Scripture says is double blessing. <laughs> double, double blessing. Double blessing. If you study it out, it literally talks about how many sheep he had before and how many sheep he had after. Like seven thousand to fourteen thousand. Literal double. His kids are blessed. He's got beautiful daughters. You know, the Bible says you got beautiful daughters. You got beautiful daughters. He is walking in the blessing of the Lord for how many? 51,100, right? And most people want to spend their entire life, right? And they identify with six months of Job's life. I'm having a Job experience. It's like, no, your experience has been going on for two decades. That ain't Job's experience. You might need to make some other adjustments. Job's experience is he did go through some trouble, but there was an after this. Somebody say after this. Come on, there was an after this. There was an after, 100, 140 years, 51,100 days. Can you imagine Job waking up on day one and with, with after this? Day one, double blessing. Day two, double blessing. Day three, double blessing. Even wake up on a Monday morning with a double blessing. Hallelujah. Right? Look, if you, if you look at the beginning of Job, it says that there was a man who feared God. He's this great man. He lived in the land of us. It's like UZ, all right? He goes through all this junk in that land. But do you know what he experienced in the same land? Double blessing. In the same land, in the same place, in the, in the very, I don't know, some people are like, if I, if I can just change my geographical location. For most people, look, the problem with changing a ge- geographical location is that you go with you everywhere you go. <laughs> you, your problem ain't the devil, your problem ain't the economy, and your problem is you, all right? So that's another message that I'm not going to preach. I'll let Ty preach that or Pastor Andy, some of that, preach that on a Wednesday night, it'd be really good. I get the good stuff right here, right? And God made Job doubly blessed right in the same place where he experienced challenge. Hallelujah. So then if, if God is so big, so great, so awesome, and what a wonderful promise keeper that he is. And he's going to do his part. What's, what's our part? You know what I mean? How can we align ourselves to receive and walk in the fruitfulness that he has for us? Some of y'all think I forgot about my second scripture, and I hadn't. This is where we find what I believe is going to help us to be fruitful in 2021. John chapter 15. In verse 1, Jesus says, I am the true vine, and my Father is the vine dresser. Every branch of me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that bears fruit, he prunes, that it may bear more fruit. 
You are already clean because of the word which I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit. For without me, you can do nothing. If anyone does not abide in me, he is cast out as a branch and is withered, and they gather them and throw them into the fire. They're burned. If you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask what you desire, and it shall be done for you. By this, my Father is glorified that you bear much fruit. Somebody say much fruit. So you'll be my disciples. Can I just say it to you this way? Of all the things that you could do to have a better year, right? And I think there's a lot of practical things you could do. Some of you like, you know, type A people, you're like, I, you know, I got my list of this and I got my areas and I got my categories and I got my personal life and my work life, my spiritual life, and you know, and that's good. Of all the things that you could do that could make you fruitful, really in every area of your life, can I give you just one word? Abide. Abide. Listen, if you're taking notes, write the word down. If you're not taking notes, write the word down. Like, get it. Abide. Abide, Jesus is saying, it simply means dwell, remain, stay. Stay hooked up to me. Stay hooked up to me. If you were to read a few more verses down in John chapter 15, all the way down to verse 11, you'll find the words abide in there 10 times. You'll find another word by, uh, and the word is remain, and it's the same Greek word. So 11 times in 11 verses, Jesus says, abide, 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 abide. Come on, if Jesus can say it 11 times, so can I. Abide, abide, abide. It's like, in case you're wondering what I'm trying to communicate here, abide. That's only nine, guys. Abide and abide. I mean, if you were one of his disciples and you heard him saying it so much, you'd be like, he's really serious about this word. <laughs> abide, like remain, dwell, stay hooked up, stay connected. And Jesus says, if you abide in me, all right, he says, you're going to be fruitful. Actually, goes on to say, it'll, it'll affect your joy. You'll, you'll bear much fruit. You'll be fruitful. Now, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, apple trees, orange trees. Anybody ever been close enough to an apple tree that, you know, you could like stand right next to it? Or clo- anybody, come on, anybody? Apple tree, uh, orange tree. Some of y'all are such city folk. All right, praise the Lord. Have you ever been close enough to a tree like that to hear it? grunting as it's trying to produce fruit. Come on, anybody? You're looking at me like I'm crazy because that, that would be, that'd be weird, wouldn't it? It'd be a cartoon or something, wouldn't it? It'd be like, what's, what's going on? Right, you, you've never heard an apple tree going, Ugh. you know, and there's an apple. It's like, you, you, it just don't happen, right? It's, why? 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 It, don't, it don't take all that as long as it is planted. As long as it has the right nourishment, you know what apple tree does? Produces apples. 
it just, it just happens. And there's so many times in our life where we're endeavoring to be fruitful by looking for fruit, but not paying attention to what's nourishing us, right? My encouragement to you would be this. Spend less time trying to produce and spend more time concerned about what's going into you. Can I say it like this? Be less focused on your outtake and more focused on your intake. It's kind of like, I, I want to I stop this. I'm going to stop. That's what you know, New Year's resolutions. How many know January 17th was National Quitters Day? Did y'all know that? If you made it past uh, January 17th, congratulations. You're winning. All right. That's a good job. But on average, it's National Quitters Day. Everybody quits their New Year's resolution on that day or at least by that day. All right. But so many times we're like, focus, I'm going to stop doing this. I'm going to stop doing that. I'm going to stop doing that. And, you know, and, and, you know, I'm, I'm going to stop eating bad. I'm, I'm not going to eat bad anymore. No more fried food, right? But then on January 17th, Sunday after church, you drive straight through Popeye's. You know I mean? It's like, thank you, Lord, for southern food. Hallelujah. No more Krispy Kreme for me, except on Monday, Wednesday, Friday, every other day. That's better than last year. We try to kind of stop and try to like work things out naturally. But if you'll spend more time, all right, what's going, what's going in my ears? What am I allowing to capture my attention? Now, the Lord said it to me kind of like this, because whatever you're giving attention to is giving direction to you. Whoever you're listening to the most, whatever you're giving the most weight you're allowing to control the direction of your life. And listen, I realize we need to know what's going on in the world around us, no doubt about that. But probably all of us could focus in just a little bit more and go, all right, maybe I don't need four hours of news and five minutes of Bible. Maybe I need five minutes of news and four hours of Bible. All right? Because if I want to produce peace, I need the words of Jesus. If I want to produce joy, man, and that's going to be my strength, I need to make sure I'm feeding on that. If I want to produce even patience, I'm going to feed on what God has said. Hallelujah. Can I just say it to you like this, and I'm going to close here, but you're better at abiding than you give yourself credit for. You're better at abiding. Let me, let me rearrange this a little bit. How many of y'all have Netflix? Come on, that's, don't lie in this holy temple. Come on, y'all. You know. You, leave your hand up. How many of y'all have Netflix and Hulu? Don't leave it up. Just leave it up. Leave it up. How many of y'all have Netflix, Hulu, and Disney Plus? Come on, somebody. You got the whole. Come on. You got. If they came out with HBO Max, I mean, you got, you got everything you can possibly have, right? <laughs> I do I have Netflix too. And one of the things I've, I've, I've figured out about Netflix is they try to keep you, they try to keep you hooked up. Anybody ever figure this out? You know, back in the day, you know, you, you watch a show before Netflix, before like DirecTV and all that stuff. You watch the show, you had to wait a whole week to watch the next. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, yeah. And if you missed it, you just, it was gone forever. 
Like you just, you totally miss. Like if you didn't watch every show of Survivor or Gilligan's Island or whatever you watch, you know, it's like, it's just gone. It's just gone. Now you got Netflix. And you know what happens? As, as soon as you're watching that booger, right? As soon as the one shows over, you got 10 seconds, it starts counting down. Nine, eight, seven. You have, a mo- you have a moment to make the right decision, right? You know, it's like, and you had committed, I'm going to spend 35 minutes and watch one show from this season, right? Come on, anybody with that commitment, you still watch two. Come on, tell me the truth. You're like, you made it to two, you made it to three, right? Netflix has figured this out that you should, they want to give you less time. So they give you like three seconds now. Come on, anybody know what I'm talking about? It's like, as soon as one shows over, it's like three, and your life flashes before you. And you're like, oh, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? What are we gonna do? What are we gonna do? Oh, oh, oh. I'm watching 35 more minutes. Come on, anybody stayed up a whole weekend, a whole Friday night, and watched a whole show? You're like, sleep is overrated. Don't need sleep. I just need to catch this show. It's gonna change my life forever. Don't have time for church, but it's all good, you know. All I'm saying is you know how to abide better than you think you do. And for all of you who are like looking down on us Netflix people, come on. You know how to do other stuff. You shop. You're on Amazon. Come on. You know you do other stuff. Come on. In the South, there's a lot of hunters. I mean, hunters would be like, I don't watch TV. But they'll sit out in the woods for six hours and stare at one, come on, one twig on a branch. Just like, just like that. What are they doing? They're abiding in the woods. I mean, they're they loving, they loving the woods. Some of you abide on Facebook. Oh, dear God. You don't even want to look at when it tells you how much time you've spent on there. It's like, oh, help us, Jesus. Can't keep track of all that stuff, right? Facebook, Instagram, now TikTok. I mean, I've tr- I tried. I am trying, guys. I'm, I'm 43 years young. I'm still trying like TikTok. All right. We're gonna, I've done a couple dances with my kids on, you know, on TikTok. We're like, <laughs> like I, I don't know. It's embarrassing. To my children, I don't care. And my, my daughter rearranged her whole room because of a TikTok. One, she saw a TikTok of a, kids who were putting their, their bed in their closet. In their closet. And then you decorate inside the closet. And, and she's like, we came home. And when she had put the bed in the closet, I'm like, what the heck do you think you're doing? Like, what house do you think we're living in? You can't just put the, put the bed in the closet. And but, but it looked pretty good. So you're like kind of nice. All I'm saying is you know how to abide when you want to. But what is the fruit of what you're abiding in producing in you? Right? Jesus said, if you abide in me, and then he made this one simple connection here that's so important in verse seven, and my words, my words, abide in you. Listen, whatever you got to do to rearrange, make adjustments so that you can hear more of what God is saying, just know that it's the thing that has the capacity to actually produce in your life. Now, listen, for me, I like football. Saints lost last week, so it's a little bit discouraging. But today's a NFC and AFC championship game. Who's going to win the game? Anybody know? Jeez, my wife likes Tom Brady. I don't know why. Uh, besides, he's rich and has good looks. I don't know. He wins a lot of games. So I tend to pull against Tom Brady because she's always like, Tom Brady? I'm like, lose Tom Brady in the name of Jesus. <laughs> I want an ugly quarterback that you, you know, like an ugly quarterback. That'd be better. 
but I, I can sit there and I can watch I can watch back to back. I love watching watching a ball game three three and a half hours. Give me a break. Watch another three and a half hours. I mean, I can do, I can spend a lot of time. But what is that actually going to produce? That's going to help me to be truly fruitful in 2021. I'm not saying you can't watch a ball game. I'm saying pay attention to what you're paying attention to. Pay attention to what you're allowing to be poured into you. Because it is, it is producing in some way in your life. And Jesus said it like this. He said, by, by their fruit, you will know them. By their fruit. And he was, he was kind of being rough when he was saying it, honestly. But how many of y'all would like to have a year in 2021 where it's not hard for the people around you to know that you're being fruitful? It's obvious. The joy that you produce is obvious. It's not, God, that's not normal. It's, it's godly. The love that you produce. Come on, Scripture says it, that the world will know that we're Christians by the love that we have for each other. Not, not the church people would know. The world, people outside the building would know by the fruit that we produce. How many of you believe God's bringing us into a place of fruitfulness in 2021? Look, God's going to do his part. I know there's other things you could add to it as far as things that we can do. But, but what's the one word I gave you? Can you remember? Abide. And let's pray. Lord, we thank you today for your grace. We thank you for your goodness. We thank you for your help. We thank you for your presence in this service, in this room, and for those who are watching online. God, I thank you. You know the story of our life. You know the plan that you have for us. You know, have the dream, you know the dreams that you've given unto us, the purposes that you've placed within our heart, the steps that you've called us to take, the steps of faith we've already taken, and the steps we're called to take that's going to get us to the places you've called us to be. Today we purpose in our heart to abide, to dwell, to remain, and to have faith, hope, and trust in you to do your part. That you do what only you can do. With every head bowed and every eye closed for just a moment, I'm going to ask a couple things here. First would be this. If you're in the room and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, please don't leave this service or this worship experience without knowing that you know that heaven is your home and that Jesus is your Lord. If that's you and you say, Pastor Aaron, pray with me, pray for me. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life today. I want to know that I know that God is my Father, heaven is my home. Jesus said it like this, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. No man comes to the Father except through me. I challenge you today, put your hope, put your faith in Jesus. If I could be so honest and so clear as to say, I'm not asking you to join this church or any church first, simply asking you to take the most important step of faith and to put that faith in Jesus as the Son of God. If that's you, and you say, Pastor Aaron, pray with me, pray for me. I want you to raise your hand on the count of three. We'll pray together. Whether you're watching online or you're in the room, I want you to respond. Are you ready for this? Come on. One, God loves you. Two, he has a marvelous, wonderful plan for your life. Knew you'd be a part of this service today. Three, raise your hand. Say, that's me. I want to make Jesus the Lord of my life. Lift it up real high. Shoot it up real high where I can see it. We're going to pray a real simple prayer together. If you're, if you're watching online, come on. You can raise your hand right where you're at. You can type in the chat. I'm responding. I'm making Jesus the Lord of my life today. We're going to pray a real simp- simple prayer together today. 
And I believe God is bringing you to a place of grace and blessing and abundance that's found in him. Life that's found in him. Amen. Let's pray this together. Can everybody just lift one hand toward heaven? And I honestly didn't see anybody in the room. Maybe there were some who raised your hand. But maybe there's someone online we don't want to forget, all right? And maybe somebody, we have at our church, I know every Sunday it happens. It probably happens every Sunday here. Somebody responds at the house, all right? So let's say this. Say, God in heaven, I believe in you. I believe you're the creator of heaven and earth. I believe you sent your son, Jesus Christ, to die on the cross for my sin. I believe he died, shed his blood, and rose again on the third day just for me. I repent of my sin and I confess, Jesus, you are risen and you are Lord. And today I am forgiven, I am made new, and I'm in the family of God. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for saving me. Holy Spirit, I welcome you to lead me, to guide me, and to fill me. In the name of Jesus. Would you lift your other hand up and just thank God for that for just a moment. Lord, I thank you for every person who prayed that prayer. I thank you for the steps that you called them to take. And this being the most powerful, most important step they could take, putting their faith in you, God. I thank you, Lord, as they follow you, that their first step of faith wouldn't be their final step of faith. But they'd stay committed. They'd abide. They'd dwell. And they would remain in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Last thing I want to do um, is this right here, and then I'm going to turn the service over to Pastor Andy. If you're in the room and you say, Pastor Andy, when you're preaching about this being a year of fruitfulness uh, in the same place where there was affliction, you say, I know that's for me. I know God's doing that for me this year, and I just want to make a declaration of that. Would you stand on your feet real quick? I'm going to pray for you just real quick. And, um, I just, I just want to bless you, and I just want to pray for you. Can I and join my faith with you? Can I do that? And um, if that's you, just stand up real quick. We'll pray together. Just lift your hand up real quick. I'm going to pray for you. Lord, I thank you for every person in this room, God. You know their story. I don't know everything that they've walked through in their life. I certainly don't know everything they've been through in 2020. And while there may have been a lot of people who experienced grace and goodness and blessing and have a great testimony of your faithfulness from last year, Lord, some of the people in this room are saying it was a tough year. It was difficult. Maybe something in their health, maybe something something in their family. Maybe it was difficult. Maybe they experienced hurt, pain, betrayal, loss, whatever it may be. But Lord, I thank you that today we don't put more weight in the circumstances that we have faced than we do in your word. Today we say, God, you are more than enough for us and you're bringing us to a place of fruitfulness. So Lord, I join my faith with theirs and with this house and the faith of this house and say, you're bringing them out. Hallelujah. Amen. You're bringing them to a place of increase and growth and blessing. And God, you make a way where there seems to be no way. Give them the wisdom. Give them the discernment. Give them the understanding by your spirit and by your word to know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, who to do it with in the name of Jesus. We thank you for it. And Lord, the story we will tell of 2021 will be a story filled with your faithfulness in the name of Jesus. If you can agree without, with that, come on church, give a loud, crazy shout, amen, on this Sunday, hallelujah. Come on, give a, give a shout of victory and praise in this place if you believe it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.